podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. The Celtic Exchange. A fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. Yes, it's the Saturday dreams are made of as Celtic close a gap at the top of the table to just two points with a late, 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 late winner from Leah Labada here at Celtic Park. This is Tino, this is a final whistle, and if we can scrape James down off the ceiling, we'll see what he makes of it too. James? What a buzz. Um, one of the... A, a goal I've, I've... Don't know many more goals I've enjoyed like that at uh, Celtic Park in quite some time. Left it late. Got the job done and getting it on top of them losing points earlier on. It's just phenomenal. Putting us right in touch of the, the summit here. Yeah, I couldn't have worked it any better. As you say, it's as big a road as I've heard at Celtic Park in a long time and it's it's been missing for far too long. Absolutely. Aye. Yeah, and, and that's what Angie's brought back to, to Celtic Park and to Celtic fans. Yep. So what we'll do, we'll take it way, way back to the, the start lineup. Just seems so so long ago. Um Ralston Scales and Abada came in this afternoon for Juranovic, Taylor and Jota. Thoughts on that? Uh, I thought the Ralston one in particular was strange. Scales isn't for me because Scales I think is a better player than Taylor. Um but I, I thought Juranovic was just nicely settled in that right back berth. So that didn't really make much sense for me, but and and we trust, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose so. And, and listen, it's all came good in the end, and then someone will get to all of that. But I just think at this moment in time, Jota's got to be central to everything we do. You see the lift we got when he came on at half time, and maybe Andy's just being careful with him. Obviously, it's huge that he's fit for for Wednesday, but I just think we're we're quite significantly different when he plays and when he doesn't. Oh, you've seen the difference, but I think you've you've summarised it perfectly there. I, th- I think he's just wrapping him in cotton wool to a certain degree. Uh, we saw it against Hearts on Wednesday night when he came off. The game totally changed, but it was the right thing to keep Jota protected, and he was protected again today. And now he's fit and available for Wednesday, and that's the target. Get your six points that were there, and get him fit for uh, for Wednesday. He's achieved all of that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, just the energy Jota brings and the the lift he was trying to get from the crowd. You see that you know he was involved in. Yep. A lot of things second half. I'd have him taking corners, by kicks, throw-ins, the lot, to goes, be honest with you. Goes for penalties. Yeah, but listen, he's, he looks like he's going to be good to go for Wednesday, and that's the main thing. Um, yeah, so in terms of the first half in general, I thought we were very comfy overall. Um, you know, a fair number of half chances. Forrest could have got on the end of you know a couple of different things. Um, and a couple of big chances in particular. O'Reilly's one towards the end of the half. He's just stepped onto it and... It just looked like all he had to do was slap it into the net and he's, he's kind of caught that all wrong. And there's an early one for Jack Amakis where the guy next to me says, I just didn't come down from nah. Good strikers bring it down and, and take it in their path. What, what was your thought on, on those chances? On those two, I thought really had a good game. He'll be frustrated that he missed that one because it was a sitter, you can't deny it. It was there for him. He just seemed to get his shot wrong, kind of skewed it wide. Um, just maybe lack of concentration. And he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that lacks concentration. So... Just want to put down experience. Jack Amakis, slightly different. He's overthinking it. Um, if he just goes on instinct, like a Kyogre or a Maeda might have done, he just takes his shot and then asks the question of the goalie, what about you know other things later? He's trying to increase his chances of scoring by getting closer to the goal instead of just taking his shot early and, and not overthinking it. So uh, a poor miss. But I, I agree. I, th- I thought we were confident in the first half. Um, the shape was nice. They were you know creating chances. They were playing well. 
I wasn't in any way worried. I didn't think it would take another 45 minutes to, to come good. Yeah, I think just speaking of Matt O'Reilly, his football world has just been flipped upside down in the yeah, last yeah. couple of weeks, hasn't it? You know, MK Dons, League One, third tier of English football, I think they're competing reasonably well in that league. But to go from that, you know, in crowds of certainly less than 10,000, to, I suppose, A, to Tynecastle during the week, and then to that tonight, and what he's got to look forward to on Wednesday, he must be wondering what the hell's going on. Ah, the football gods are shaking on him. I don't know what MK Dons uh, play to, and no disrespect him, but we're talking like, you know, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, that kind of thing. Is it numbers like that? Yeah, if you like. Okay, let's, let's, let's go for I'll that. Re- check. We're looking for our MK Dons specialist to phone in on that one. Um, but I was thinking about it when the players in the centre circle for the Vim Janssen tribute before the game mm-hmm. there was a real buzz in the stadium because of you know the Ross County result from earlier on and Matt O'Reilly must have been thinking 60,000 Celtic fans going bananas and we haven't even kicked a ball yet exactly and that was even before the, the whistle and I'm glad you reminded me James it was a, a really touching tribute to Vim Janssen so before the game uh, players of both sides took their place around the, the centre circle and McGregor and Ange Postacoglu brought a wreath out for Vim Janssen a one season wonder if you want to call it that 12 months at Celtic but what a 12 months and what an important 12 months and I think we're just really grateful uh, for everything they achieved at the club and a, a, you know, a really sad day for football when he passed away last week so thoughts with Bum Janssen and it, it was a really fitting tribute wasn't it? It was beautiful you know and it's, it's no less than he deserved you know Vim's the man that turned the tide and put where we are today was started way back then when Wim Janssen turned the uh, the tide of power in, in Glasgow and he got us that title win. So, you know, who's to say we would be here if it wasn't for, for Wim Janssen? It was a lovely tribute and, you know, um, for a great guy. Yeah, I'm not overly um, poetic, I don't think, when it comes to these kind of things, but just as the applause started, we sit in the north stand facing across the main stand, just as the applause started, genuinely the, the sun seemed to come out just over the top of the main stand at Celtic and it just seemed quite fitting, you know, and... It kind of set the tone, and you know the fans were, as you say, James, you know O'Reilly and others will have been looking around, thinking, "What is this place? What is this I'm a part of?" And that's not just O'Reilly; that is Joe Hart, that's Rio Hatati, that's Josip Juranovic, Starfield, Carter Vickers. Run through this new Celtic team. If they didn't know what Celtic was about, they're very quickly starting to find out, aren't they? Yeah, and that's one of the the, the side products of you know the benefits of, of playing for Celtic. There's so much more beyond just the football you know there's the, the family the community the spirit comes with Celtic and they got to see all of that today yeah um, back to football and matters so yeah O'Reilly obviously um, played his part in the midfield alongside Hatati and near Beaton <laughs> more of Beaton later on of Aye, course my, my uh, how do you think Hatati played obviously he's he's played a full season in Japan he's now taken part in the last three league games he obviously got the rest during the Scottish Cup at Alwa how do you think he fared in the midfield today I didn't see really much tiredness I thought uh, not a lot of football came his way you know it just seemed to slightly pass him by he still had a decent game um, maybe he wants to rein in the Hollywood passes a wee bit um, just in terms of he pinged one out for a bad I think and it was like when that pass comes off it looks amazing but the stats guys at Celtic must be saying yeah that does look good but here's what you know, you've got a higher chance of success if we try this 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 all these kind of things so um, maybe could keep it a wee bit more simple but you know He's riding high after he's going Wednesday night there, so he's he's entitled to try things. Yeah, I understand what you're saying there, just about the kind of the safe pass and the percentage pass. I like the fact that Hatati and Matt O'Reilly to an extent do sometimes play the the risky ball, the dangerous ball, because yeah, there is risk, you know, the, you know, as, as we've covered, but. 
there's also a, a, a real chance of just breaking those lines. O'Reilly put uh, a barrer through at one point in the first half down the right-hand side. I think it led to a chance where he's cut it low across the box and Giacomacchus couldn't quite convert. But now and then, I think there is a place for that pass and, and these guys have certainly got it in their locker and it'll be interesting to see if Ange reins them in or allows them now and then to go and, and make those calls. Yeah, it's, it's, it's maybe a 10% of the time, do what you want, that yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah, so first half, as I say, it's played out. That late chance with O'Reilly, probably the biggest one. When it gets to half-time, how are you feeling? You're a couple of folks saying, bit nervy here, I'll be more relaxed You know, when we get a goal. How did you feel in general? Were you worried at that point that it wasn't coming or you know, quite oh, calm? I, I really thought it was coming and I thought it'd be you know, early in the second half you know, for my for my ticker. Um, but I wasn't the least bit worried, you know, sitting at you know, half-time thinking, oh, this could... You know, we could we could slip up here. Um, obviously, as the second half wheels on, that your your mindset starts to change a wee bit. But no, I I thought it was comfy going into the second half, and I thought they came out, you know, with a a similar kind of mindset to go and drive the game. Dundee United were playing a really honking style of football, frustrating. Dundee United were taking the ball into the corner at nothing each in sixty minutes on the clock. Mm. It's really negative, and that's our job to to defeat that and play against that. But it's still like pretty disgusting to see. Yeah, it's what we've seen from so many teams, and we can't complain about it. It's within the rules, but you see it from the Livingstons and Dundee Uniteds and whoever else. The goalie, you know, falling on the ball and so you can age. complain about that. You know, the referees know that's going on, mm. and they need to nip that in the bud because it's killing the game. They need, but I don't think they will. You know, it's, it's borderline, but it's within the rules, so it's just what Time we need to do. Within the rules. Um, in terms of. Um, just, you know, just how I was feeling at half time. I, I was like, yeah, I was perfectly calm. Um, you know, I just thought we're comfy in possession here. Jota still to come in. I don't think there'll be an issue. Fast forward that, and had you asked me again, around about seventy-five minutes, I thought, are we having one of those games again? Is it going to be a rerun of the Livingston game, or even the the previous United they, game? There was one. Uh, I think it may have been about eighty minutes or so. I didn't clock it, um, but Starfield was a, a corner that O'Reilly put in. Starfield got a good header to it, but headed it down. And when the sun's shining on you, that breaks to one of your players and you scrap it over the line and there you go, you've got your goal. And it just never failed to one of your bobbled about, didn't fall to one of our guys and they managed to clear it. And at that point I thought, maybe this is one of those days. Mm, yep, um, more of that later. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously coming out for the second half, immediately Ange made the changes and it's not like him to do so. So he brought in Jota straight away and Juranovic made a couple of changes. So Jota naturally went up in the left-hand side in place of James Forrest. Um, scales went off uh, for Juranovic who he came to left back and just a, a straight swap there with Tony Ralston moving out to the right hand sorry staying out at the right hand side mm. um, and as I mentioned Jota really played his part in trying to make things happen he looked very exciting in the ball he was really keen to stand up the right back and when he you know whether it be one a corner or different things he was really geeing the crowd up wasn't he he was just really oh. getting them animated yeah he he really gets us. He really buys into what we are doing, and whether we get Jota permanently or not, right here, right now, he's part of what we are doing. Yeah, and it is a just for James Forrest in terms of coming back to match fitness and stuff. It's a huge jump from Forrest to Jota now. So we got that kick, we got that bump. You know, in terms of the uh, the pace, it's an outball for everyone in the team when Jota's there because he's always looking, and he's taking it by guys that shouldn't. You know, he's been doubled up on the whole of the second half there and he's taking it by two guys and putting the, the ball and getting his crosses in so um, yeah it, it totally changed the the pace of Celtic's attack as much as we were attacking quite comfortably in the first half the urgency changed when Jota came on I think that is and, and, and this isn't any 
slight on Forrest or about that. Jot is a massive upgrade on most wingers. Yeah. He's a real class player and I think, you know, if we manage to secure him permanently, it's a huge move because he's just a he's just a level above most, if not everything that, that we come up against in the the Scottish leagues. Yeah, and he, and he's he's shown that, you know, that he's getting the respect of teams doubling up on him for a start. But he's also taking care of that and getting the balls in and but he's such a... I mean, he behaves like a captain, you know. Yeah. Um, he was talking to players through the game, especially when young Ben Doak came on and Abada, he was talking to him, telling him you know, where he should be and all these things. So it's not like he's just, you know, a, a skillful guy and I'll do my thing and I'm an individual. He's a real team player and he's a captain type. Yeah, I think he is. So you mentioned Ben Doak there. Let's get to that one. So in the 68th minute, Ange has made the first of a couple of huge, huge calls. In comes Greg Taylor for Ralston. Juranovic moves to right back. Uh, Taylor slots in at left back and 16 year old Ben Doak mm. comes in for Hattati what a game to come into and what a, what a game to be a part of how do you think he done overall? Completely unfazed by the occasion I thought he was you know maturity beyond the, his years to, to coin the phrase uh, really calm wanted the ball wanted to get it guys was telling who was right back uh, that point Juranovic moved there and he was saying, give me here, don't get me there, give me here, pointing to where he wanted it. And Julie, he was getting that, that ball delivered for him. He was getting onto that. He was taking on defenders, getting past them, getting his crosses in. Uh, what a, I think it's a great debut. <laughs> Got a wee bit greedy at the end we won, when we were one up. But uh, overall, a brilliant debut. And if they can make sure he's going to be a Celtic player for years to come, then all the better. Yeah. I know somebody who's, up until recently, was working within the academy and he raves about Ben Doak, said he's got a bit of something about him bit of swagger bit of cheek um, I think they've had to work with him just to kind of keep, keep him around. on track yeah. but just in terms of football and talent it looks really really lively I thought it was really interesting that you'll have caught it probably at the end of the game where he's, he's actually yeah. tight with all the ball boys uh-huh. and I'm thinking why is he speaking to a lame they're only, they're only kids he's only a kid 16 he probably uh-huh. was saying to them I'll see you in maths on Monday morning <laughs> straight after PE uh-huh. um, but he was he wasn't getting ahead of himself he was with all the boys that he knows from the club and I just thought it was a nice touch he was taking selfies in the crowd and he will be high as a kite just now and it's a real moment Celtic fans love to see it and hopefully we can see a fair bit more of Ben Doak moving forward Yeah, even if you've come off that game and Celtic had already taken care of the game before you made your debut or Celtic had drawn the game or even if Celtic lost the game you still made your debut at Celtic Park but to come on to play your part and yeah. driving towards that winning goal I mean, like you say, he must be absolutely high as a kite. Yeah. Um, another huge moment uh, in the context of the game, 81st minute, Beaton is sent off. Now, we've not seen it uh, out with, you know, real time, of course, in the stadium. Got a couple of mates in group chats telling us <laughs> conflicted stories uh, from a couple of good mates. We've got uh, Graham saying it was a definite foul uh, on Greg Taylor. No says no. Not like not to be contrary uh, uh-huh. for anyone that knows him. But it's uh, whether he's been filled or not the play's still going on and it sounds to me like Beaton's taken one for the team it sounds like the United guy was through or certainly with a chance of, of getting a shot away he's he's pulled him and he's taken his second yellow so the initial thinking is jeez Beaton, Beaton again another Bright big fun. red and a big game I'd like to see it back but that's my interpretation just now what, what was your thinking on it? <sighs> it, it? It all happened so fast there was so much going on um, and we're kind of down the other end in the North Stand I did it. It seemed like I felt. I thought he'd yellow carded and red carded at the United guy, and I thought, oh, well, you know, that gives us a bit of uh, breathing space for the last 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden, Beaton's taking the walk. Uh, it did seem like a foul on Taylor, but I'd, I'd need to see the replay to see what's going on. Um, 
bear in mind that Beaton took on for the team to get his first booking when Ralston put him under and a guy was going through. Mm-hmm. So he's shown, you know, a bit of maturity there and taking that first booking and you know, from from your interpretation of it, he's done the same for the second. And if it's a difference between United going one up there and us retaining 11 players on the pitch or taking his second yellow, then, you know, people might say, oh, but that's him out for Wednesday. Wednesday might not be as, you know, as opportunistic as it is without Beaton so yeah. we just need to, we need to see that back but the, the read of it seems to be he's done the right thing it, it sounds like he's it's obviously listen he's, he's not got the time to work all this out in his head it's instinctive but it sounds like he's he's ultimately made what, what would turn out to be the right call given what transpired after it now they've got to know Ange pretty well over the last whatever six, seven months he goes down to ten men he's nothing each does he try and hold out for a point? more strikers <laughs> so he absolutely goes for it at, at one point you've seen Jota uh, coming across and speaking to uh, both Ben Doak and Abada, he makes the change in the 83rd minute, I think it was, recognising what was going on. He pulls in James McCarthy and takes off our only recognised striker. What a bold call it was, <laughs> but it was the right call. What he's done is he's put Abada through the middle, Doak has stayed wide, and Jota, to an extent, has, has kind of floating about them. Yeah, floating yeah. freely across both wings. So now your, your great big hope is Leal Abada through the middle. Did it pay off? Oh, <laughs> it didn't then some. Oh, what a buzz. It really was. Uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of goals at, at Celtic Park and away from Celtic Park, but having had a, a roar like that for so long, brilliant. Yeah, so what a time to roll a dice band. As I say, a, a huge call. He's weighed up all the circumstances and made a really brave move and what a result to come from it. So my memory of it, and it's, it's kind of gone a bit in the bedlam that followed, but... They found Jota on the right-hand side in a bit of space. Actually, his first touch was a wee bit out his feet yeah. and it kind of ran away from a bit. That led to him just kind of trying to get the foot round and clipping it into the box. And then all goes in a bit of slow-mo. A bat that's taken a touch to bring it down. You're just screaming at him to get anything on it. And he smashed it high into the net and it was bedlam. It's the time. It's the, You know, it must have been less than a second, but it seemed like it stayed at a bad feet for... A couple of days. <laughs> and you're just going, hit that. Just, just leather it. Um, because the goalie was drawn out and the goal's just gaping and he's smashed it right into the back of the net. Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. He's picked up a booking for his troubles and it'll be the best <laughs> booking. Take it all day. Uh, I think he took the shot off and, and went ballistic around the stadium. Uh, why would you not? Uh, and then, you know, it's just that kind of tense few minutes as we wait for the final whistle and the roar that followed when that went up as well. It was phenomenal. And listen, we've spoken about it a few times, you know, in, in detail, you know, through the weekly shows and different things. The connection that's there right now at Celtic Park between the fans, the players, and Ange—it's like nothing you've seen in a long, long time. No, and you, you know you, when you were on radio uh, during the week, you talked about even since the you know, Brendan Rodgers eight in a row, nine, nine in a row, all these kind of things. You know that was that was great, but it was it wasn't the same kind of connection there is now. And obviously, when you're coming in to fill a void of adversity from last season, the opportunity is there to connect, and he's taken it. We've got the right man for the right time here and he's as much as he's done unbelievable work on the pitch and with the players and the squad and the, the spirit there that connection that he's built between Celtic and the fans again rebuilt between Celtic and the fans is equally as important yeah um, I'd heard before the game that Brendan Rodgers was there today don't know how true that is or not hope he was there um, you do not get that at the King Power Stadium do you? no and you know Rodgers will be mature enough to admit that He's a professional and he makes moves based on his career and his back pocket and no harm to him, that, that's that's fair enough. 
but he'll know that he lost uh, a, a bit of football theatre to yeah. move away from Celtic Park but he also lost the, the kind of nonsense he had to deal with upstairs as well so I can see all sides but you know it's rare that a player or a manager moves from Celtic Park and recreates that emotion elsewhere you know there, there's nothing like what we've seen at Celtic Park today and it's you ever need reminding why you're a Celtic fan amongst other reasons games like today are, are such a huge part of that um, you mentioned so obviously in the context of the league it is huge what, you know, what a day overall uh, Rangers drop points late we pick up points late um, I believe a couple of howlers by Alan McGregor jeez couldn't happen to a nicer guy when does uh, uncharacteristic errors become characteristic errors yeah exactly so they've now got a dilemma as to what they'll do on Wednesday night but listen I wouldn't touch on them at all because it's really all about us. If the Celtic we've got to know over these past few months turn up with now the additions of the likes of Hatati, O'Reilly and a couple of other bodies, it's all about what Celtic doing, what Celtic turn up on Wednesday night, isn't it? And it's just, it's all set. Winner goes top. Winner goes top. And, you know, we've got questions in there midfield-wise, but if there's one guy who knows what this fixture means, it's James McCarthy. This could be his chance. Do you know it's really interesting? So obviously within the beat on sending off, the the other factor is I believe he now automatically misses out. Shame for Beaton because he'd come in, found a bit of responsibility, had the armband, um, but now Angel need to shuffle the pack. It will be very interesting. Does Gucci make it back or does he go for James McCarthy? I would love James McCarthy to play his his part in, in this game on Wednesday night and seize over the line and, and drive us towards the top of the table. He's got you know the football brain and the experience to, to run games like this. I just don't know if he's Bodies on the same wavelength, but the opportunity is there, um, and he's got a few days to get his head in the right place. And I would love nothing more for him to run that game. Yeah, so huge afternoon for Celtic, James. As we start to wrap things up, any final thoughts for today? Just look at where we are uh, since the resumption of football after the break. There, you know, first and foremost, we're all getting to see these games. We're not watching them on, uh, you know, on the telly, and we had. Nine huge points to get, and we've got huge injury worries. You know, since the game started back, and we've picked up all the points we needed to pick up, um, and now we're perfectly placed for Wednesday night. Yeah, I think the guys couldn't be in a better place. It's a couple of days of rest, recovery, you know, prep work, and all eyes now turn to Wednesday. So we said last Wednesday night. Uh, sorry, we said the Wednesday night past was massive for Celtic, um, but today was even massive for James. It's definitely a word. It was a massive. <laughs> Look it up. Uh, and all eyes now turn to Wednesday night's biggie here at Celtic Park. As always, we'll be back with you for that one. But in the meantime, have a magic Saturday. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. Sports Social Podcast Network.